Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and noteworthy Ukrainians from around the globe. Today is Monday, July 31st, 2023. This episode of Krenitsya is produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper published in English for the global Ukrainian community since 1933. Our guest today is Alex Lisitsa, who is a Presidium member with the Ukrainian Agribusiness Club and also CEO of the agricultural company IMC. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us again today on Krenitsya. And I emphasize again because you and I spoke over eight months ago, talking about the situation with agriculture in Ukraine as a result of the Russian invasion. And of course, a lot has happened since then, and specifically in the last two weeks. But to start off with, can we get um, a little bit about your professional and educational background? Yeah, sure. So I, I'm coming from Ukraine, from the North Ukraine, was born there. I'm a small farmer family and um, after my education in uh, National Agriculture University in Kiev, I went to Germany, to Berlin, and uh, did my master in Germany and did my PhD in Germany. After that, I, won- I came to Australia for uh, one year for postdoc, and after Australia, I decided to come back to home and started agriculture business. So I've uh, created together with my partner uh, agriculture company, which calls IMC. Uh, it's currently a Warsaw-listed uh, company, and uh, yeah, I've also founded the Ukrainian Agribusiness Club, which uh, member of the board I am right now. So yeah, that's short, shortly my, my resume. So about two weeks ago, Russia pulled out of a deal that had been brokered by the UN and Turkey, uh, enabling the safe passage of Black Sea export of Ukraine's grain. Any thoughts about why that happened? Yeah, I mean, we do think about that very often. And unfortunately, Russia has started to block uh, Ukrainian seaports not two weeks ago. They've started actually to do that uh, two months ago. Uh, Exactly said we have in Odessa three seaports. And the largest one, Pivdenny, was blocked uh, since uh, April. So we have... uh, 100,000 tons of grains uh, still there and have no idea what to do with. And Russia has allowed only two shifts per day to export grains from other two seaports from Odessa. And exactly what you said, two weeks ago, Russia has uh, said they do leave the grain deal, which was negotiated with Turkey and United Nations. The real reason is behind that Russia tries to get the access to their markets for own cereals, exactly said for winter wheat, because Russia had last year, 2022, the record harvest of winter wheat and the record export. But the facilities of Russia are quite limited. So they were not able to export all the grains from the last year. In 2023, they've got also quite good, uh, a quite good uh, harvest of winter wheat. So they are able to export about 50 million tons of grains, especially especially winter wheat, to the global markets. So just for your understanding, the whole global market 
is about 200 million tons. So that's a quite big portion for the global market. And the facilities of Russia, they are limited to 4 million tons per month. So that means they need to block Ukraine to isolate Ukraine from the global market, to put pressure on the European Union and all other uh, partners to give the green light for own cereals. That's the real reason why Russia, uh, Russia's behavior is so stupid like we've seen right now. And how has this affected global grain markets? And specifically, which countries are the most impacted by this situation? There were huge turbulences on the global markets in Chicago, but also in Paris and everywhere. So firstly, the prices have increased about 25% globally. So that declined again about 10% and increased. So that was kind of completely unpredictable situation for the global markets. So And then Russia has invited all the African leaders to Russia to explain that we will uh, provide cereals uh, to you, some of them will be free of charge, etc., etc. So, but nobody, I think, honestly believes in that. So, the markets are still turbulent, and uh, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen in the autumn. So, the prices are quite high, and actually, the biggest problems are for the poorest countries, including uh, the poorest countries in Africa, Asia, uh, and Near East. And has Russia implemented a total blockade on Black Sea shipping? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. They've blocked practically all the Ukrainian seaports. The only one uh, uh, possibility for Ukraine right now is uh, to transport via Danube to the Romanian seaport Constanza and from Romania to other countries. Um, but unfortunately, Danube is a river and in the end of the summer, they have problems with the deepness of the water there. So there are also limited possibilities for transportation and logistic, logistic from Ukraine to Constanza right now. And what has been the impact of the recent Russian bombing on the port of Odessa and surrounding Ukrainian ports in the south? Yeah, Ukraine is able to export about 6 million tons of uh, grains uh, per month. Uh, 3 million tons were exported over the last six months via Odessa, 2 million tons via Danube, and 1 million tons via Western borders. Unfortunately, the Western borders are blocked by our partner countries like Poland and Hungary uh, because of the protest of local uh, farmers in Poland and Hungary. Uh, the seaports in Odessa are completely blocked as well right now, so we have only one way, it's Danube. So the damages of the seaports uh, in Odessa is is not they are not crucial. I've been last week to Odessa and have seen also the terminals where currently is my uh, grain, um, but uh, it can be can be used against. So I don't I didn't see the big problems right now in terms of damages, but nobody knows exactly what's going to happen next. And what other transportation routes are available for shipping Ukrainian grain other than uh, the Danube route? Unfortunately, we have currently only one way is Danube. And we do hope uh, and expect that our partners in Moldova and uh, Romania, first of all, will not block the export via, via Constanza. And let's talk about the overall situation with Ukrainian agriculture at this time. 
As the war continues, what impact has this had on planting and eventually in the fall on harvesting? Yeah, I mean, the problem is uh, that's a limited uh, liquidity of the Ukrainian farmers. Uh, their farmers have used uh, in 2023 about 20% less fertilizers. Uh, they have not uh, purchased uh, enough uh, plant protection, etc. So I do not speak about the capital investments in technical equipment. So there was nothing done over the last two years. And that's, of course, will affect the production not only in 2023, but also the next years. So Ukrainian farmers, uh, Ukrainian economy needs money, needs uh, money for capex, needs money for maintenance, needs money for working capital. And unfortunately, the banks which are working right now in Ukraine, they, uh, Ukrainian banks, they don't have any money. The foreign banks, they have, uh, uh, they have risk departments which are sitting somewhere in Paris, Vienna or somewhere else in London. And they say that Ukraine has a war and we need to create a kind of war guarantees or work risk guarantees. So there are a lot of discussions, but unfortunately, the, 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 the situation uh, around the Ukrainian agriculture is quite serious in terms of uh, lack of uh, financial resources. And uh, I'm, I will be not surprised if Ukraine, which has also all, all reduced last year about 45% of their planting areas was winter crops, will continue to reduce their planting uh, areas with winter crops and then can happen that Ukraine will completely disappear next year from the global wheat market. And what impact has the uh, positioning of mines on Ukrainian agricultural lands in the south? Yeah, they are like currently uh, two million hectares of land, which are partly mined and partly we call it war affected areas. We are the rest of the bombs and muscles, etc. So, uh, Ukrainian government has uh, identified about 500,000 hectares of land, which should be demined in the first line. So, they are currently looking for the donor money, for equipment, uh, for partners. They do provide special services. In, in terms of education to the companies who are going to be certified for the mining. So there are a lot of efforts uh, from Ukrainian government, but uh, it takes time. So I have had my experiences in the north Ukraine last year. So everything takes time. Alex, unfortunately, we're just about out of time, but I do have one final question. What do you think the impact of the Kahovka Dam destruction by Russia uh, what impact will it have on agriculture and the overall economy in southern Ukraine? Definitely will be uh, a negatively affected, especially for the fruits and vegetables, because in the south Ukraine, uh, allocated uh, all the farms uh, which do produce uh, fruits and vegetables in Ukraine, starting with tomatoes and ending with uh, melons, etc., so 70% of them, they need irrigation, and all of the water came actually from Kahovka. So it's right now quite difficult question what to do next year for the farmers, which uh, which uh, will uh, have problems with water supply and uh, lack of infrastructure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that will have a really huge impact on the whole 
production in the South Ukraine. And uh, honestly said, I don't see any chance right now to find a solution on a short way how to replace, replace uh, Kakhovka for, for, for irrigation in South Ukraine. So that will be, will be a really big question for the next year for the farmers. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today on Krenitsia. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. I have been speaking with Alex Lisitsa, who is a Presidium member of the Ukrainian Agribusiness Club and also the CEO of an agricultural company by the name of IMC. This episode of Krenitsia has been produced for the Ukrainian Weekly a newspaper published in English for the global Ukrainian community since 1933. And I'm Mike Burek, your host and producer of Kodinitsya. Until next time, that's all for now.